to the DC Beer Show, everybody. I am Jake. We are at DC Beer across social media. Mike Stein, what's in your Stein this lovely evening? Well, I'm having a Brut Rosé, nothing but fruit, from Eden Ciders out of Vermont, which is a harvest cider with red currant, which I bought at the brew shop. Shout out to Julie at the brew shop. I saw Julie was hanging with Brandy and some of the folks uh, sending Carly off uh north to uh northern climates at port city on saturday uh, but this was just an absolutely delightful cider from eden cider so shout out to the brew shop we love what y'all have going down at the brew shop jordan what's what's in your glass this evening what are you enjoying i'm sticking with uh drinking local and just some some remnants of national beer day of last weekend uh, drinking the Rawaka IPA. It's, a, it's an American IPA, but styled more so New Zealand, disrespective of, you know, Matt and where he's from and what he's used to. So, yeah, just drinking a good old Rawaka IPA with Rawaka hops. It's definitely a summer crusher. I know it's springtime, but it's definitely a summer crusher. Uh, Jake, what are you having? I've got here, I'm um, actually courtesy of Mike Stein, the standard check pills from uh, Notch Brewing. Uh, we record these things on Monday night, a little bit late. So 4.4% uh, ABV, open fermented, double decocted, uh, just a lovely lager from our good friends up at Salem, Massachusetts. And thank you, Mike. All right. News of the day is uh, come 2025 in DC. Not one, not two but three Atlas breweries in D.C., plus one in Virginia, plus a restaurant with perhaps a brewery, like a microbrew brew pub attached in Maryland. It's Atlas's world, y'all. We just live in it. I mean, I, I would say it's very remnant of Atlas, right? Just kind of holding the world on their shoulders with just so many locations and beer just everywhere. So looking forward to, to what they have to offer. And also... Cheers to the crispy boy you're drinking in this crisp spring spring weather we're having. So shout out to you, Jake, and shout out to you, Mike, as our resident mule of, of all things fine. <laughs> well, speaking of me bringing you beer, or in this case, cider, come see us at the DC Beer Share. Uh, we'll be at Capital Cider House on Sunday, April 16th. So this show will be out on the 14th. And then the day after the day after that, Sunday, April 16th, will be at Capital Cider House. Come see us. Shout out to uh, Capital Cider for hosting us. They've been super kind and super beneficent for all of us. <laughs> Efficient and benevolent. Uh, we love you, Capital Cider House. We're looking forward to that. What else is coming down the pike in terms of events around town? One of the things we have is the wonderful folks over at ArtSwap. They're doing something tonight. So if you're listening to this, obviously it is Friday. So definitely check out ArtSwap. They'll be at right proper. Definitely be a good vibe there. They only do good things. So that's definitely something to look forward to. I'm excited to see and hear about that. Jake, you get anything on your radar this weekend? So we've got Friday well covered. Um, I like this art swap thing, not only because it is five blocks from my house, uh, but Saturday, you know, we're all doing uh, the beer and yoga thing. Uh, and so Lost Generation is going to get in on that. What I'm most interested in is post beer and yoga. That's the beer part of it. Lost Gen's first collaboration is going to be with Henna House Brewing out of California. Their 
owner, Colin McDonald, is um, one of the uh, more interesting and more thoughtful beer Twitter personalities. And so I'm curious to see what this collaboration brings. I actually don't know the style or anything about it at all. Uh, Headhouse has really made a name for themselves with IPAs. But I know that uh, Colin has interesting thoughts on both saisons, mixed fermentation, otherwise, as well as lagers. And so to me, that's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. I'll also mention this um, because I'll toot Jordan's horn here Tuesday, that is the 18th. Jordan's going to host trivia at other half, and this hopefully will become, this is a, a weekly thing, and that'll be nice. And then later on that week, we're going to have ourselves uh, a women in beer party and event. Sort of think of it as like the inaugural launch uh, with Brie at Right Proper Brookland. Um, obviously, all details and events are going to be on the site. Um, Mike and Jordan, other things on your radar at the moment? One, one call I'll do is shout out to you. Yep. Uh, definitely other half on Tuesdays. Uh, we definitely have trivia popping. Uh, so come and see us or rather come and see me and uh, answer some questions, have some good beers. It's always a good time. I'll play some good music too. If you want to hear even better music, you can holler at Hellbender. Hellbender do open mic nights every Wednesday. So I always show them some love. Uh, always a good time at Hellbender. Always good beer, good brews at Hellbender as well. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And, you know, just to, just to tee it up as we celebrated National Beer Day last week, just to put it on your calendar, if you weren't already tracking it, Earth Day is next weekend. So, you know, plan some activities to go outside, get some fresh air, have a crispy boy, have a nice old Pilsner or even sour. It's almost sour weather. Or you can go against the grain and have a Saison or an Amber. Whatever you're feeling, just have something nice and do something nice on a beautiful earthy day on April 22nd. What you up to, Stein? Yeah, leading up to Earth Day. Uh, so next week, there are a number of events around town. Um, Eggenberg and Schilling uh, release their convivial Maybach collaboration at the Roost. Uh, Shelter at the Roost, so 1401 Pennsylvania Ave, Southeast, just off the Potomac Ave Metro. Uh, April 17th, 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. You can check out Eggenberg and Schilling, which is really exciting. Um, and then on Wednesday, the 19th, you'll see the release of Zenagash. Uh, so Zenabir or... or uh, De La Seine and Allagash have a collaboration coming out at the Sovereign. Uh, that's 1206 Wisconsin Avenue. Um, so you can tasty. Yeah, that's super exciting. So Allagash and De La Seine, two of the most well-regarded uh, breweries in the world. Of course, uh, De La Seine in Belgium, Allagash in Maine. But they'll be at the Sovereign on Wednesday the 19th. Also on Wednesday the 19th, there is Defend Our Beer. Uh, Senator John Hickenlooper founded what became the largest brew pub in America 35 years ago. So he's at City State Brewing. That's 705 Edgewood Street Northeast. Check out uh, Hickenlooper at City State Brewing for Defend Our Beer. Uh, that's on the 19th. So uh, dueling events there, different parts of town, but very exciting stuff prior to Earth Day. Jake, what have you got in your grab bag of tricks? I was going to say, Jordan, you mentioned both Earth Day and Saisons. My understanding <laughs> is a brewery near you is going to be doing something Saisonish as well that weekend. 
Yeah, yeah, no pun intended. Uh, well done there, Jake. Uh, yeah, Silver Branch will be having some good saisons. In fact, a saison celebration uh, on Saturday and Sunday of next. Excuse me, on Friday and Saturday of next week. Uh, so that's a nice way to bring in your Friday after a long and prosperous week, as well as to bring in Earth Day uh, with some good old gnome pun intended at Silver Branch. Yeah, definitely give Silver Branch some love. Uh, what I'm what I'm picking up on just based on what Stein shared and what uh, I'm seeing just coming down the, the pipe, it's a lot of Belgian themed beers coming down the pipe. So definitely uh, those that like their, their Belgian beers, those are in their Belgian bag. Definitely check, check out all of these events uh, coming. But yeah, Jake, what else are you thinking about? Well, I was going to say that, you know, consider all of these Belgian styles sort of like a prelude, like leading up to the Belgian Beer Bash, which is going to happen in Georgetown in early May. Well, obviously, we'll talk more about this as we get closer, but it's brought to you by the good folks in the Neighborhood Restaurant Group. You know them from The Shelter, from Snallygaster, from Church Key, from Blue Jacket, from Rustico. And it's going to be hosted um, at an event space called Powerhouse, which used to be a power plant um, across the street from the Sovereign. It's got two sessions. Um, details about it are, are you know, up on dcbeer.com, as one does. Jordan, you mentioned that you know the saisons from uh, Silver Branch are good. Uh, here we'll note maybe even better than good, like a GABF gold medal award-winning saison. And perhaps a real technical marvel for me is like how much PSI, how much CO2 they pack into a can without it jiggling. Um, I like, you know, a real nice effervescent beer. You might say it's a great unknown, Jake. And on that great unknown, the newest beer coming from Silver Branch is like a rolling gnome. Hey, hey oh. <laughs> So I should say, in addition to like a rolling gnome, rolling down the line, highly carbonated, this Belgian style IPA or hoppy saison, as Silver Branch calls it themselves, they are also going to be pouring up, pouring up the world famous Saison Dupont and Duvel 6.66, two Belgian beers that inspired them with the style that they're releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite interesting to see the Belgian style beers, Hoppy Saison, uh, Belgian style IPA getting all this love in the DC metro region. Uh, we love to see it, Hoppy beers as we hop into spring, uh, like a rolling gnome rolling down the line from Silver Branch, you love to see it. Uh, what else is coming down the pike? Uh, we can keep it Silver Spring. And we can also mention that, uh, you know, Denizens uh, hasn't been the shout out here. Astrolab and Silver Branch have. And so for Denizens, the 15th, um, same day as Lost Gen Yoga, there's going to be a progressive happy hour in Montgomery County. And Denizens Silver Spring is certainly going to be a stop on that. Um, The whole Silver Spring area, very walkable. There's no reason why you can't do Silver Branch Astrolab, Denizens, Quarry House, among others, in this in the same night. Um, so I would say that's worth checking out too. Yeah, definitely come and see me. You know, Silver Spring, Maryland. We 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 definitely be yeah. here. Yeah, this is Jordan Stomping Grounds. He knows what's up. I have to say, you would be surprised not to hear a brewer that loved cider. When we were last at Astrolab for the DC Beer Share, I brought some 
New Zealand ciders, a couple of New Zealand ciders uh, that were greatly appreciated uh, by the folks at Astrolab. So in addition to cider and Belgian ale and wonderful IPA that's being produced around the DC metro, uh, don't forget our friends in cider, Capital Cider House, Ancho. Uh, you love to see it. So you may have noticed that Jake, Jordan, and Mike are talking. And you think, oh, hey, wait, where's Brandy? Worry not. We're going to kick it now to Brandy with our guest, um, an artist who designs beer labels uh, locally. So here's Brandy with Philip Pilgrim. Take it away. Good evening, DC Beer fam. Brandy here. I have a super special guest, and I know I say that all the time, but I've already told Philip several times that I'm so excited that he's on because he's like a different kind of guest. So we have Philip of Art and Ale on the DC Beer Show. Thank you for coming on, Philip. Thank you for having me. So I know that most of our listeners probably don't know who I'm referring to right now. Um, but I want to tell the audience that you're not listening to an actual brewer or a brewery owner tonight. You are listening to the amazing artist behind a lot of the local beers that you consume. So I'm such an art weirdo and I love that you're on. So can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? and um, the story behind Art and Ale? I am a school teacher by trade, but about four years ago, I believe uh, about four years ago, Tony from Saints Row Brewing uh, asked me on Instagram, actually, whether or not I would like to start designing labels for him. Um, we kind of built a friendship and he saw a mock can design that I did for some of my homebrew, um, and it kind of took off from there started designing for him and then with their connections with true respite uh, since they are all in the rockville area i started doing work for true respite i met uh nick from uh full tilt at a baltimore beer festival and i started working for full tilt and it's kind of just picked up over the years so i've worked for a number of maryland breweries and some out of state as well do you teach art? Is that is that part of your? Yep, I, yeah. I teach okay. uh, elementary school art, so I see the little ones. Oh uh, yeah, I used to be a preschool teacher in okay. North Carolina, so nice. I yeah, I feel you. I didn't teach art. I mean, technically, I mean, we did art every day, but <laughs> not in the sense that you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Thank you. Um, so I, I want to ask. Well, I have so many questions for you, so we got to squeeze it in. But you have been on so many cans recently that I've seen, like. Um, Urban Garden Brewing, the Roses Aren't Dead can, um, Stroop, there it is, of Black Viking and Red Bear, et cetera, et cetera. And we had a couple of people ask us who the artist is. And even when we on our Instagram recently shared a post from DC Brow with cool graphic, cool art, Someone was so frustrated. They're like, why does no one ever tags the artist? I want to buy this art. No one ever tags the artist. And I don't think you tag your own art on the can. So what are your thoughts on this? Do you tag your art? Do you, like, how do people know to get in touch with you about your cool can art? Like, tell us all that. Yeah, so starting off when I first started doing labels, I didn't tag the art at all. Um, because it was something that I didn't see on other labels. But Brendan at True Respite Brewing uh, suggested that 
the artists start tagging themselves because there are two or three of us who uh, do labels for True Respite. So um, just tagging them. And I started doing it after that. But, you know, sometimes I forget to tag my art on them. But I try to. I think it's important. Like, I want to know who the artist is. It probably gets you more exposure, obviously, too. Like, what what inspires your drawings? Growing up, I just always loved art. And initially, I wanted to be uh, either an NBA player or like a Disney animator. Um, but when I went to school, animation was just way too much drawing. So uh, I focused my art on illustration and graphic design. So yeah, it kind of started from there. But cartoons definitely was like the foundation of, of my art. And I think that's kind of apparent in the work that is on labels now, although I do work like realistically in my own personal artwork. I was actually cartoony. Cartoon is actually one of the questions I was going to ask you. Like I noticed you draw a lot of cartoon art. Is that your preference? I bet it's fun. Like, do you think cartoon art is, is more fun to draw than I mean, that's probably, it's hard for me to ask you that question because you probably like it all, but I'm talking about like the funness of drawing it, you know, like if you mess up. Yeah, I would say that, I guess to me, it's more kind of more exciting and my imagination can kind of take me in all these different places. Because sometimes with realism, you know, you're just trying to represent something or when I was doing um, like more representational artwork, it's, you know, the focus on trying to represent what I'm looking at instead of just making up something out of my head with my own creativity. So I would definitely say I enjoy drawing like the cartoon labels. It's kind of my little field now. Yeah, you're really like if, so all of our listeners, you need to go to his Instagram right now uh, and check out Art and Ale because his stuff is so fun. Like I want his art everywhere. It's, It's very lively and colorful, which I love. Do you, when someone commissions you to design a a label for a certain beer, do you prefer if they give you a a specific look or goal that they're going for? Or do you enjoy when they just say, you know, here's a beer. Like, do you, and do you drink the beer to get inspiration? Do you listen to music? Like what, what, like what pumps you up? What gets you going to make these cool works of art um it kind of depends on the brewery like usually when they send me labels uh you know i get the abv i get the name and the name can sometimes inspire that uh, but sometimes it's like a description of what they may want i i always enjoy the freedom but i you know i want to make sure i'm meeting what the client wants so a little description is always helpful you know what they had and sometimes we just bounce ideas off of each other before like drafting anything um, and usually when I'm working on my art, I'm either listening to music or, uh, or a podcast or a beer podcast, usually the uncapped podcast. Um, and recently, uh, after discovering you guys or you guys discovering me, I started listening to some of your podcasts as well. So it kind of gets me through. Aw, thanks. When you design a beer art, like a canned art, before you have the beer, do you then have the beer and then you're like, oh, man, like, do, I, I just feel like I would do that. I feel like I would drink the beer after I've created something and be like, oh, man, like this made me want to draw something different or like <laughs> make something different. Uh, no, it never makes me want to like draw anything different. It's always exciting, like drinking the beer or seeing it on the shelf um, or walking into a brewery and getting it, getting it uh, you know, from the fridge or whatever. But I've never wanted to like reimagine the drawing after drinking it. 
just enjoy drinking and seeing it, to be honest. Uh, so like when Full Tilt suggested that put myself on a label for uh, the Dance Jam series and I made a Phil's Jams, that was probably the best beer I ever had just because, you know, it's kind of my our idea with uh, the recipe and the design and myself being on the label. So even though Fruited Sours aren't like my favorite style to drink, that was probably the most exciting beer I've had, you know, if that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, hey, are you drinking anything right now? I did uh, get a Zynga beer from uh, Black Viking. <gasps> I uh, reinterpreted that uh, that label for Sean um, for Black Viking. Uh, so I recently picked that up from uh, Craft Beer Cellar. Um, so I'm going to drink that today. Aw, shout out to Sean. Sean is having a big week, um, uh, by the way, uh, I'm sure all of our listeners know because they follow him now, but I love the redesign of the Black Viking logo. I love that. He talked about that actually when he was on the show. Thank you. So and that, um, kudos. It's gorgeous. Yep. And yeah. that's one that I did not put my, uh, my handle on, but that one was intentional. I kind of felt that, you know, since I didn't design the logo and do all that stuff, you know, the artwork wasn't all the way mine. I just kind of reinterpreted and changed things. Yeah, I respect so. that. That was one I left off, but that was intentional. If you had your own brewery, and, and you mentioned that you homebrew, if you had your own brewery, what would the main look of your brewery, like what what theme, like when people walked into your brewery, mm-hmm. right, what look would you have? Oh, man. Definitely like an open concept. I always love the, the like lights on the ceiling of a brewery. Um, cause when you're taking a picture and, you know, you can lower the F stop and like really get the nice looking lights in the background. What else would it look like? There would definitely be a huge mural somewhere, somewhere where, you know. That you did. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting old, you know, my back and knees. I can't. Would you commission? I might, I might commission that <laughs> one out. Um, yeah, there'll be a huge mural somewhere for people to want to come and take pictures in front of like, uh, I don't know what else. Cool tap handles. Do you have your house full of your own art? Actually, no. <laughs> so I don't have actually any of my artwork hanging up. Family photos. Um, my wife and I took our engagement pictures in front of a mural in D.C. And I have like a print of that in my dining room. I have one artwork up that I do with my mom. Um, we made like cheese into sewing. So we made a portrait, uh, like a fabric uh, portrait, which is cool. But that is the only artwork of mine that I have up, and it looks completely different than the work that I do. I was just, you know, showing. Well, she was, she was inspired by an artist she saw, and I was showing her how it could be done. So we made a piece together, and that's all. all only that's thing cool. I have hanging up that is mine. Mother and father, uh, mother and son collaboration. Yep. I love that. <laughs> How can or can they, we as just regular humans, uh, go and buy your art? Like, how do we buy posters of your art? Or do we just see your art on cans? Right now, just cans and, like, stickers. Eventually, uh, one of these days, when life slows down, I'll I'll get my website up and running. Um, When I came up on, like, the two-year anniversary on designing labels, uh, I made some um, beer glasses. And one of the breweries like sold them for me, so 
that was like the only artwork of mine that was sold outside of labels in the beer world. But one day I'll have the website up and running. Yeah, I bet folks would, especially like if you make a art label art for a brewery, they would be they would sell your your poster. I've bought so many so much brewery art. <laughs> I actually stole I didn't really steal it. So it was kind of yeah. given to me. But I was in Barcelona at like a beer release, um, at this beer bar and they had these cool colorful blocked color block posters of the event and I was like, Can I have one of these? And they were like not really, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I took it down. Um, yeah. I think it's, people love that. Yeah, I made a few hats. I'm actually the one I'm wearing now, which they won't be able to see. I made uh, like a dance jam hat and like gave it away to Dan and Nick for Christmas and some art nail hats. But yeah, nothing. I need to start selling more stuff or trying to. This has been so busy with all the labels and the regular nine to five. Yeah, I feel that. I know Phil Tilt recently closed its door sadly i i really liked them but i know you did a lot of art for them that that must have been pretty devastating Yeah, it really was more so for like them you know just trying so hard and seeing your dream and then not being able to continue it i know i'm sure it was really difficult for them but they are having a pop-up uh i believe on april 15th so another chance to get loaded up on some tilts yeah, that's the day after this comes out. Okay, actually. nice. Yeah, so yeah, plug that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we say goodbye to you, um, and before I ask you to plug anything that you would like to plug, a you've been lovely. I'm so glad that I got to meet you via Vox Topica online recording studio, <laughs> and maybe one day in person. Um, weird question: What is your dream brewery to do art for like if one brewery hit you up and asked you to create something for them you'd get off the you'd hang up the phone and be like oh my god like ah you like call your friends you like tell your wife like oh my god what do you have like this weird dream brewery that you want to do art for yeah i would say the one brewery would be uh crowns and hops we're going to manifest this because I'm Yeah, that will be I'm there. manifesting cuz I'm going to San Diego slash um LA in June. So Oh nice. I'm I'm going to manifest for you. We're we're doing this. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. I'm so excited. Yeah, and Jordan actually is friends with the Crowns and Hops people. So, yeah, okay, we'll Okay, nice. We're we'll make it happen for you, Philip. Yeah, during the uh the pandemic they when they were doing a lot of like live uh, IG things, they popped me into one of the feeds and I totally was like super excited to, you know, show off my cans briefly and like meet them virtually, but it'd be awesome to do some work for them one day. I love that. Yeah. What's your favorite style of beer, Philip? What do you like to drink the most? What's your like go-to? The most right now, um, if you give me a good West Coast IPA, mm. drinking that all day. I think my, my palate is kind of burnt out on, on hazies. A lot of people um, are feeling so give that. Me a good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me a good uh, West Coast IPA or something barrel-aged, depending on what kind of day I've had. It was so lovely having you on, genuinely. Like, I've been smiling the whole time. The audience cannot see this, but I'm like, yay, I met someone cool and new. Before I say goodbye to you, Philip, is there anything you'd like to tell our audience or plug, like be on the lookout for, et cetera? Uh, follow me at uh, Art and Ale. Um, a few events that are coming up. True Respite uh, is having a fifth anniversary party 
and I did the uh, the labels for for them for that. So I believe it's April fifteenth. So pop in there. Uh, Full Tilt is having another pop up on April fifteenth as well. So another chance to stock up on some dance jams and other tilts. What else? Seek out some uh, beer from Black Viking and Urban Garden Brewery. And I think that's it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we plug all those people all the time anyway. So um, we be sure to check everything out and definitely check out Art and Ale. And Philip is the coolest guy. So thank you so much for coming on, Philip. And you are, I love your art. So keep, keep doing it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I enjoy it. Hope to meet you uh, in person at one of these uh, beer shares one day. For sure. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Philip. By the way, check out Philip's exclusive artwork for this podcast, Fly Fly Stuff. Uh, you should also follow Lost Lagers and Beer Made Clear on social media because there's an incredibly tiny dog. I, uh, Jake, have rabbits that weigh more than this dog. It's so small. What else can you say? All right, folks. Who wants to take us out? Parting shots, thoughts, recriminations. I'll just say that I'm so grateful for Brandy. You know, we missed her uh, in studio this evening, but we loved her interview. And more importantly, we love the project she's putting together. Um, There can always be more women and non-binary folks in beer. So Women's Brew Culture Club, that event is happening at Ray Proper Brooklyn on April 22nd. It's being headed up by Brie. Um, But shout out to the DC Beer Queen, the one and only Brandy Holder. Um, Jake Jordan. Extra retweet. (laughs) Quintuple retweet. What y'all got? What do you want to send us off with? Nah, you know, I I really think you nailed it. But also just, you know, as we get into the spring, as we get into the summer and drinking beer outside, there's sisters, everyone. Be safe, be thoughtful, be kind. And uh, as always, drink local. That's really all I got. And uh, yeah, have a good time. Everybody be safe. All right. Be well, everybody. At DC Beer across social media, dcbeer.com slash events for all things good. Thank you again to Philip and to Brandy. Be well, everybody. See you later. See you Sunday at the Capitol Cider House. Peace.